welcome. You've got mail. Everyone, welcome to another edition of TechStream. This is the final episode of TechStream of 2021. Aww. That's it. We're all done. This year that had so much promise is out. The best thing that happened in 2021 is the creation of TechStream. My name is <laughs> Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer, the CEO of the Palmer Group. Shelly, um, you know, we, we, this is not a Thanksgiving show. We're not doing a Christmas show. I'm not being the bah humbug. It is the new year. And yes, hopefully 2022 is a better year. But starting this podcast was a really, really cool thing that happened to both of us. No, I really, I, you're right. It was wonderful to, to get this going. I'm very thankful and grateful to everybody who's listening. What an amazing audience. I love the feedback. I love the size of this audience. So thank you all. Thank you for the ratings. Thank you for the uh, just kind words mentioned in the kind media. words. Yeah. And also thanks for pushing back and calling BS when you hear it, because that makes us better at what we do. And I appreciate it. Yeah, usually it's against you. So it's much better. Almost always. And as the way it should, <laughs> as it should be. So um, yeah. we started 2021 in this pandemic bubble and <laughs> Zoom. I would say that if we were doing this in 2020, the, the thing was Zoom and Teams and, uh, you know, all the all the virtual ways to do meetings and such was the biggest thing of 2020. Uh, what was in your mind? 2021 to me is defined by supply chain and crypto. And it just seemed like those two things were the biggest tech stories of 2021. Sure, I, I think that's right. I, I also think the ascension of TikTok was really profound. Facebook got into all kinds of trouble. The government's war on big tech was kind of the, it wasn't a revelation so much, but it, it got... As it evolved over the course of 2021, it became obvious that the weaponized information is now very well understood by, by everyone. I don't think the government has the tools to deal with Google and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok, but they certainly know they have to. And to your point, crypto, uh, probably more accurately the world of decentralized finance which includes crypto right sure There's smart contracts uh, nfts all but the buzzword the, was always crypto. yeah the buzzword still is crypto but i think governments have figured out that that's the enemy too so the war between governments and the world of DeFi or crypto is coming i thought it would have hit in 21 it will definitely be here in 22 but we see all of the groundwork laid for that that war and each of those battle lines have been drawn. We've seen um, central bank digital uh, currencies, CBDCs uh, starting to emerge. We've seen some countries completely shun crypto and go away from it. We've seen countries like El Salvador embrace crypto and say, okay, Bitcoin's gonna be our, the exchange currency of, of El Salvador. It's, it's a legitimate national currency. Um, you've seen the state of Wyoming say, you know what, we like DeFi. We've seen the country of Portugal go, you know, come on over here. We'll give you dual citizenship, invest, do a startup. So you've got some countries really embracing this new and innovative world. You've got some countries going, no, sorry, no, no, we're not doing that. 
and the money laundering police are looking at crypto harder than ever. Hacks are about, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. It is a very chaotic, but also really exciting. And you want to be on the on the right side of all of this. But yeah, the, the trends in 21 to 22. And of course, as you and I know, much better video to watch. Even, I mean, I, I was amazed at what they were able to bang out. Uh, the Witcher, um, you know, I, I got through that in a minute. Um, did you like Hawkeye? I liked Hawkeye. I didn't think Loved I was going to like it. Loved I, yeah, I really go did. There? You want to you want it? No, I'm just saying it was like good video. Like, you know, the pandemic should have shut a lot of things down. They figured out a way to make some quality video. Well, if it, to me, it was Hawkeye was if you are a Marvel person or no, let me rephrase it. If you're not a Marvel person, Hawkeye is painstakingly watchable. It's so delightful to see uh, Haley Steinfeld steals the screen and Jeremy Renner holds his own. Uh, if you're a Marvel person, it's superhero porn. It's 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 fantastic. It is as good as it gets. And, you know, without giving too many of the spoilers away, my Netflix shows, my Marvel Netflix shows, Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, and I, they count in this universe. And that makes me smile. The, the, just the idea that those shows, which reference the MCU a bunch, but they were Netflix and Disney Plus didn't exist. And there was this tangled web. And everybody asked when Disney Plus got launched, where does that leave Daredevil? Well, again, I'm not trying to spoil too much of Hawkeye, but the fact that the big bad in Hawkeye is from the Daredevil show is pretty effing remarkable. Effing. I like that. Yeah. The very, very PC of you. Well done. <laughs> Did I ever tell you what we used to do on the radio to get away with cursing without cursing? Oh, no. this is tremendous. There's a town in Effingham, Illinois. There's a town in Illinois called Effingham. It's a real uh -huh. town, real town, okay. Effingham, Illinois. You can Google it. I'm doing uh, that there, right now. There is also a town in Wisconsin that's a little more well-known, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sure. Yeah. So if you say, what the Effingham are you doing? Do you not know what I mean? <laughs> uh, how come the Red Sox play like Sheboygan? You don't know what I mean? That's amazing. Never get called by the FCC. The city of Effingham in Illinois. 62401 is the zip code in case you were worried about it. Effingham. Go. That's yeah. amazing. The late, great Daryl Hamilton used to say that all we, we came up with Effingham and Sheboygan as our ways to say what we feel and to be as passionate as we wanted without getting called by the FCC. And it was a remarkable, uh, fun thing. In podcasting, you don't have to worry about that. But, no. uh, but you do have to worry uh, about it when we were doing radio. Favorite um, movies of 2021, Seth, go. Hard, right? Um, movies didn't really impress me in, in 2021. I'm probably going to say Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. Haven't seen it yet. Planning to do that this week. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the ultimate fan service. I'm not going to spoil it by any stretch. But uh, Were you, you listen, a Shang-Chi fan or were you not? I like Shang-Chi. I like Shang-Chi, but it's not my favorite. I liked it. Uh, I thought it was very good. It was way, way, way too much Aquafina. Too wow. much, too much. Okay, I'll, I'll make the parallels. Natalie Portman yeah. in Thor. Rachel McAdam in Doctor Strange is the mm -hmm. right balance of feminine heroine with the in the plot. Why is Aquafina, spoilers, fighting a goddamn dragon? Aquafina is not fighting the dragon. Shang-Chi should, should fight the dragon. 
not Aquafina. I love Aquafina. She's a very lovely actress. There's too much of her in that movie. That's the main, the main flaw of Shang-Chi. Wow. But I love Simu Liu. Uh, I loved him in that great show, Kim's Convenience, which is one of my favorite shows of 2021. And uh, I'm thrilled for his success. And I'm hoping to get the father from Kim's Convenience, uh, Paul Sung Young Lee, um, on Hall of Justice because he's a Star Wars nut and he was in The Mandalorian. And so he's perfect to come on the Hall of Justice. And uh, he follows me on Twitter. So when I tweet this, I'm going to tag him. All right. Dune, yes or no? Up or down? Thumbs didn't, up, thumbs down. Didn't see it. Wasn't Didn't see Dune. Oh, my God. Wasn't interested. Really? James Bond wasn't interested. Well, I've told you my James Bond thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I James Bond thing we, we can't even have a conversation about. I was so yeah. depressed. Jungle Cruise. Didn't see it. Amazing. Amazing. That's with The Rock, right? Yes. I've never seen a live action movie with The Rock. <laughs> the only movie I've ever seen that The Rock was in was Moana. I promise you. <laughs> I've never seen a... a, a <laughs> You're forgiven. I mean, you know, no, my is friend mind- is doing my, is mindless entertainment. Part of the underdog uh, family, uh, the underdog podcast network. There's a new podcast coming out called 10 movies where they look at 10 movies from one actor. And this season they're chewing the rock and they asked my help with the podcast. And I mm-hmm. said, yes, but I hadn't seen any of the 10 movies that they're covering. And amazing. It, it, it was pretty wild. All right, last two but questions. In, but in streaming, you have so many choices. You don't you do. have to say, well, this was on, so I saw it. N- nope. That never happened. Nope. Right. Did you, are you a Witcher fan? No. You are not? Have you seen the original? I haven't. I haven't. I never saw okay. the original. So this, is your, this is your Christmas vacation homework. Homework. <laughs> Start from the beginning. There's only two seasons. It won't take you very long. You, won't get, you will not walk away from the screen, especially because okay. of the things you like. And we can talk about it next year. So, yeah, this has been a great year for entertainment. It's been an amazing year for uh, the the transformation of the television business. Everybody's cut the cord at this point. Everybody's streaming. And well, now t- the numbers were at the start of 2021, it was 3575. Uh, 35.65. Yep. Uh, in f- 35% had cut the cord. By mid-year 2021, it was 50-50. Yeah. It's, the it's- next major jump, though is going to come when the NFL announces where Sunday ticket is going. If it's Amazon or Apple or ESPN or wherever it goes. But when Sunday ticket leaves DirecTV, millions of people will get rid of cable. Yeah, it's going to be that's going to be a a very big shift. And again, the ascension of TikTok. Now it's a larger uh, viewership than Google. It is now the number one visited site in the world. And that tells you something. And they spoil the Spider-Man that that tells you a little bit about how our attention spans are what viewership habits are like how people have shifted their attention there's a lot of interesting things to be learned from tiktok's uh, ascension to the number one site visited site in the on the internet so yeah we're at a, we're in a new place now seth 20 people look is- at tiktok outside of mobile phones I've never gone to a desktop computer and logged into TikTok. The desktop app is is not that much fun. They're trying to, it's not anywhere near as uh, robust as the the 
smartphone app. Also, you don't have what makes TikTok interesting for people and what drives usage and creation are the tools in the app where you can do lip syncing and you can take pieces of music and dance to them. It's got a bunch of filters. There's the app itself is is really a little video production suite, which they don't do on the desktop. So they don't have those tools. You can upload a pre-recorded video on the desktop app, but unless you've got a good webcam and then that webcam is static, whereas the app itself is on your phone and you can move it around, put it on a tripod or you know, hold it. In, in, You're talking it to make the TikToks. Yeah, yeah, to make, and that's half the fun of TikTok. My is kids it. make the TikToks constantly, constantly. Yeah. I, I did my TikTok experiment. I got my uh, quarter of a million uh, likes and I got my 40,000 followers. And then I realized I, I don't know why I'm here. So I haven't made a, a TikTok video in a while, but I did really enjoy getting into the culture and understanding how to do it. And But the algorithm searches your contacts. So immediately, like when I joined TikTok, I saw your stuff, even yeah. if it was late. You know what I mean? Belly like Palmer five. It's still there. No, it's all there. I haven't made it in, right. in a while, but it, I did it, you know, Seth, it's not my thing. I just need to know about it. So the only way I like to learn about things is to get, you know, get your hands dirty, go in and, and, and do it. Don't talk about it. Don't read about it. Go in there and do it. So that's what we, you know, that's part of what our business is here at the Palmer group. We, we you try, um, right. You, you try it. And, right. Yeah. You try it. And you know, no one's going to, you know, put on your tombstone, TikTok star. But no. the but the idea that you know you can have firsthand experience, I think, is right. very very valuable. What about the idea? I want to go back to crypto for one second. What about mm -hmm. the idea that people who are listening to this have heard the trials, tribulations, the positives, and the negatives of crypto? What would you advise somebody who says, you know what, I got a holiday bonus, I have an extra thousand dollars to play with, should I get into crypto? Should I not? Forget the how and what apps to use and, and wallets and bit lockers and all those things. Forget the details. Just would you say, yes, go for it. Yes. If you have some spending money, play around with it, it rather than invest in the market. Don't in, don't invest in the market. Invest in crypto. So first of all, we don't give financial advice. We are not financial advisors. And this show is for entertainment. And it's only our opinions. The short answer to that is absolutely not. You do not take money and throw it at this because it is unregulated. It, there's no one to go see if you make a mistake. What you do, if you have extra money right now, is you put it wherever you put your normal money. And if you are interested in crypto, you start to learn about it and you go deep, really deep, because now is a time to go deep. What most people don't think about, Seth, is that we didn't come out of our, into this world. We didn't come into this world knowing anything about finance. Everything we learned from the time we learned to make change from a dollar, you know, to how to pay for things. And then we learned about bank accounts and checking accounts. We learned to balance our checkbooks and we learned what a bank does. We learned what loans are. We learned how to take a loan. We learned, some of us learned what a loan shark was. Some of us learned, I mean, there's, you know, you, there are many different ways that each that of us- person doesn't have a pinky. True enough. But there are many ways over the course of our lives, we've learned how the finance system in our world works. This is a brand new finance system. It is unlike anything you have done. If you are someone who is banked, meaning someone who has a bank account, you have certain expectations 
if you have a credit card, you have certain expectations. You're told you're liable for $50 if your credit card is lost or stolen or if someone fraudulently uses it. You, in practice, you never get charged that 50 bucks. They just replace the credit card and you're never charged for the things that people, I mean, very rarely, unless someone does a great job of identity theft, are you ever charged or ever in a situation where, where you are liable for that? When, if, if your bank account was, uh, if you someone stole a check of yours and wrote a spurious check, there's a really good chance you get it back. If heaven forbid a bank went under, the Federal Deposit Insurance uh, Corporation, FDIC, insures you up to hundred thousand dollars. You get your money back from the federal government. It's done. Boom. Here it is. You lose one cent in crypto. There's no one to go see. You are your own investment committee. You are the banker. You are the keeper of the keys, and you are the security guards, and you are the moat, and you are the Tower of London. You are the castle. You are everything. And if you don't know how to do that there's a very high likelihood you're going to be sad about it. Because even if you do know how to do it, you can be sad about it. So I would argue that the, the best thing you can do, if you have an extra $1,000 of holiday money this holiday season, and you are interested in crypto or NFTs, go learn and learn about it, not from some get rich quick scheme person. Start to read about some of the, the either you can read about Decentralized finance, you can read about dApps, which are decentralized applications. You can read and learn about NFTs. You can learn and read about DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. On January 5th, we will announce metacademy.xyz, M-E-T-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y, like meta and academy, but without only one A, metacademy.xyz. That's going to be a free resource. We're going to teach everybody how to uh, sign up for and get a digital wallet. We'll probably, we're using MetaMask awesome. actually. Yeah, yeah. We will have a test net where you get test ETH on uh, a test network. So it's fake cryptocurrency. With that, you will mint your own generative NFTs. You'll be, and you'll get a badge for each chapter that you finish. This is all free of charge. The test uh, uh, NFTs that you build and the test crypto that you get when you finish a chapter, you'll be rewarded with real NFTs from Blockchain Foundry, the Palmer Group, and Motion Tonic, our partners. And these NFTs will be redeemable for real world value, like our super secret handshake meetings that we hold. You'll get a golden ticket. You'll learn uh, potentially how to uh, understand rarity in an NFT and how to invest in them appropriately, how to look at tokenomics and have a good understanding and a way to assess your own risk when you go to invest in an NFT or a generative NFT project. You'll learn about DAOs. You'll learn about the metaverse. You'll learn about Web 2 and Web 3 websites, all free of charge. We've got these wonderful badges you can earn going all the way through it. It'll launch. It's Metacademy, M-E-T-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y dot X-Y-Z. It launches January 5th, 2022. It's completely free. And it's the job of this particular website is to teach everyone who wants to learn what it is to be in the world of crypto from the ground up. Until that, of course, you know, I've got a book called Blockchain you can find on Amazon. Just type in Shelly Palmer and Blockchain. Yeah, that was a big uh, coup for you in 2021. You know, I wish I could say that I'm a genius or something. I'm not, but it was the right title for the right book at the right time. As you said, Blockchain was a big thing this year. Yeah. And I was the recipient of the of, of that kind of promotion just from the universe. That was a book that you were like, yeah, I wrote a book and you were so nonchalant about it. And then the next week you were like, yeah, and we're on these charts and we, you had all this success. 
and you're very humble and that and that's great but man that was wild that's one of the wildest things i'd seen on how this little i don't want to demean it by calling it a pamphlet but you literally you wrote this this tiny book on blockchain and it skyrocketed yeah it's 110 pages it's not not very big and the um yeah, it went crazy. It was number one in three different categories on Amazon for like eight, nine weeks. Nuts. Um, well, and I, what's weird, Seth, the, my lesson from 2021 was that the paperback outsold the ebook six to one, which I never would have expected. I would have bet money the opposite. The opposite. Exactly. So, you know, you think you know something and you don't. It's, you know, these are all testable hypotheses and you wake up one day and you go, wow, I just got schooled in a good way. I mean, nothing bad about it in a good way. So, yeah, blockchain, if I if I had um, if I had 2021 holiday money and someone said blockchain or NFTs or any of that stuff, I would be incredibly skeptical. What I would do, what I would tell everybody to do, what I do tell everyone to do, we're at, we're at a cusp now of DeFi artificial intelligence, and the creator economy, the gig economy. So there are three things you could concentrate on right now that are, are really new, and there are going to be all kinds of new and interesting jobs. I have seen so many different people create interesting businesses out of their hobbies, their skills, their personal capabilities. You know, we always were told when we we're kids, oh, you're special. You, you, you have special gifts. And you say, yeah, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. Thank you, teacher, who's trying to make me feel good. But what's clear now is that if you, if you can bake well, if you can cook, you know, cook a good meal, if you can do a little woodworking, if you have some artistic talent, if you can draw you know, a, a picture or you can create a scrap, I've never seen as many personally skilled individuals get out there throw up a Shopify site and, you know, they're taking credit cards or they're on Etsy. It's like yep. one of my friends through COVID with his family on the weekends, they made the equivalent of like Christmas wreaths, but did them year round like wreaths and some home goods, craft stuff that you'd see at a crafts fair. And over Thanksgiving weekend, we're up Vermont and they had this uh, gobble wobble this this 5k race and everybody you know at the finish line they had like some tables that had basically a supersized bake sale if you will you know it's everybody the maple syrup people and the cookie people and th there he was with all this stuff and the, every single table set there are like 20 tables everybody's taking credit cards everyone's got a shopify site everyone's got a url and yeah. when i asked my buddy i said to him hey you know like why are you doing this because three things that i i i or blessings. I said, okay, I'm listening. So one, I did all this with my family yep. and we had great, a great time doing it. And my daughters learned to do this. And I was teaching my son to do that. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. That's thing. One says two, I'm making five, 800 bucks a week extra after everything. Totally. I'm like, what? Totally. <laughs> it's like, really? So, I mean, that's, that's for reals. And then the third thing, and he said, and it's on my time and it's for me. It's not for my boss. And that was the one that hit me hardest. And I said, well, are you thinking about making this a bigger thing? He goes, I think with a little effort, I could make as much money doing this as I do working. And I'd rather do this. It's that really said a lot. That said a lot. Yeah. No, it's really. It's, it's not really for everybody. Right. But this was, I mean, and this is one anecdotal, you know, it's, it's armchair research at best, but you can see it. You go on Etsy, you can see it. You, you go to a, any kind of event where people have tables set up, any kind of flea market or swap meet and then 
online. There's so much of it now. I mean, in Amazon stores, even not just oh, Etsy, right? Totally. So there's there's a different. That's the creator economy. There's a lot to do with AI. There's a lot of generative tools that are are really helping uh, productivity, and then everything crypto, as you said, that's the catch-all phrase, but it's really decentralized finance, or or we're calling it Web3, because that really is the catch-all phrase for all of this. It's crypto. It's a different way to think about websites. It's it's so new, no one really knows how it's going to play out. But what you do know, it's going to change how we think about money. It's going to change how we think about finance across the board. And I think it's going to change a lot about uh, how we think about data and data ownership. And I also think it's going to help us uh, exchange value in ways that we hadn't been able to before. So these are all brand new things. They're hard to think about. You know, a lot of my friends will say to me, "Uh, you know, you're making my brain hurt. I have enough trouble just getting to work every day. It's like, yeah, me too. (laughs) But you don't want to miss this one if you can avoid it. And if you're a tech stream listener, we're going to assume that you're already pretty into tech and pop culture and things that are cool and new. Those are the things that are cool and new. Yeah, they are. They are a uh, couple of shout outs to uh, some TV shows. You know, you mentioned The Witcher. We started that conversation on movies, uh, but you had mentioned The Witcher and I wanted yeah. to come back with Ted Lasso season two. Loved it. Um, just brilliant. Uh, heartwarming. Uh, really, really brilliant. There were a lot of great documentaries. The, uh, the New York Times on Britney Spears yeah. uh, was pretty remarkable. And it, it really, I think, helped. Uh, raise awareness and help get her, her, her freedom. And then something I brought up on TechStream over the summer, uh, and there's a, it was a concert documentary called Summer of Soul, and it took place about a Harlem music festival that took place in 1969, uh, about just a couple of weeks after Woodstock. And it's Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Mahalia Jackson, Mavis Staples, Sly and the Family Stone, The Fifth Dimension. I mean, some of the greatest artists. And this footage was put in a shelf somewhere. And Questlove, uh, Amir Thompson, uh, found it, turned it into a movie, turned it into a documentary. And it is one of the most feel-good documentaries you'll ever see because you'll say, wait a second, this happened and I didn't know about it. And I'm not even talking, I wasn't even alive, but I never heard about it growing up. I'd always heard about Woodstock. I never heard about the Harlem Music Festival. And my goodness, it is some of the great, some of the best Sly and the Family Stone footage I've ever seen in my life. Amazing. Yeah, it was, a, it was really fantastic to watch. I, I watched it when you told me about it yep. a few months back. And it's, oh, so you, you, you actually, as it's, it's much hype, you undersold it. Right. It's it's that good. It's such a great documentary and you can watch it. Also, Marvel, uh, this 2021 year was WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki and now Hawkeye. And they're hitting it out of the park again. Um, Their movies, I thought, were were like doubles. Uh, Shang-Chi was good. Uh, Eternals was good. They were fine. Black Widow was fine. They just they didn't they didn't excite you. But what Marvel did on the on the small screen, you know, even though those screens aren't that small, uh, was truly remarkable. WandaVision was about grief. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was about race and legacy. Uh, Loki was a interdimensional uh, mind screw. And (laughs) and and Hawkeye was just unbelievably watchable. Um, I, I thought they were all, like I said, 
Marvel is back to hitting them out of the park again. They, I think they got hurt by the pandemic um, and the hangover of Endgame, which was in 2018, which feels so long ago. Um, but they're back to hitting, hitting solid homers. I mean, they were, they were great this year. Yeah, I got, look, you got to hand it to Disney because they just understand how to do this in ways that other companies don't. And uh, as entertainment goes, it's pretty entertaining. So we're going to give them that. And in Um, January, you have you have Cobra Kai season four. Yep. And you have Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Book of Boba Fett. I am. I, I, you know, I'm hoping that it's uh, all the things that it's cracked up to be. It certainly feels like they are expanding the franchise um, now, taking liberties that George Lucas may not have wanted them to take, but you know, but they're done I mean, by fans. They're done. You can tell that the people who are doing them, whether it's John Favreau or Dave Filoni, they love Star Wars and you can feel it in their product. They 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 are absolute fans. You know, there are so many times and there's so much superhero slash sci fi content out there. You can tell when something is a guy cashing a check. Um, the Suicide Squad is an example. James Gunn cashed a check. He did a job. Uh, but when John Favreau put together the Mandalorian and brought Luke Skywalker back, spoilers, um, he was playing with his toys like that. He was a little kid playing with his toys in, in his room and he brought it to the to, to to your screens. And we're lucky that we live in that era where that happens. You know, in the Richard Donner Superman era of the 70s, they loved making movies. Richard Donner did not grow up loving Superman. Clearly. John Favreau grew up loving Star Wars. Yeah, I'll, I'll, agree, I'll agree with that. And by the way, how you grow up loving Star Wars is completely about parenting. Because if you are properly brought up, you watch four, five, six, and then nothing else. If you're properly brought up. Um, if you're forced. Podcast. That's another podcast. If you're forced, you There's watch. There's a whole four, generation of people who think Anakin is their guy. And yeah, see, this is the problem. If you watch four, five, six, you understand good and evil as God intended. If you watch four, five, six, and then one, two, three, and then forget the others, uh-huh. you you might be confused about good and evil. If you watch heaven forbid one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you think Anakin's just a a, a misunderstood child. These these are these are points but of view that I cannot wars, abide the by. The Clone Wars on on well, it was Cartoon Network and now it's on Disney. Really did introduce to a huge generation um, Star Wars and yes, the I Clone agree. Wars is very high quality. The Bad Batch this year was fantastic. My, my favorite cartoon I think I've watched as an adult. That was that was fantastic. Other than South Park, which of course, <laughs> which is, you know. <laughs> On its 35th season. Yeah, it's 90th <laughs> season. We will do next year. We will go into the the proper parenting of children in the now that there are we can do nine a Star, Wars Star Wars movies. How about this? How about this? We'll do when Boba Fett ends, we'll do a Star Wars episode. I love it. It's yeah. like a seven parter. So I think it's like the first week in February it ends. Yeah. The, you know, it's funny. The Disney practice of putting these out once a week really bothers me i love the witcher they just <laughs> dumped it on netflix it's like let's go and of course i didn't leave the television set till it was finished ozark uh, uh ozark comes out in a couple of weeks as well yeah, some, yeah some, it's, it's great stuff anybody who says there's nothing on tv you're absolutely dreaming 
You're absolutely. <laughs> well, no, there's nothing on TV, but if you go, go looking through the video streaming services, you it's will on, be. It's on your, t- yeah, it's on our TVs. <laughs> it, it's, it, yeah. I mean, there is plenty to watch. There's plenty of magical video to watch right now. And uh, at the highest level, I think. Just got to find it. My right. life. It's just, just, just have to find it. it yeah. Hey, uh, have a happy and healthy. Uh, this Omicron's not going anywhere. Uh, stay safe, uh, please. Uh, so many people that we know. Um, are testing positive. I mean, uh, sports is besieged. Uh, my kid's school is being shut down. There's so much going on that's negative. Let's keep our, let's stay together, stay with this, and welcome in a great 2022. Shelly, have a happy, happy new year, and we'll see you in, in January. You too, Seth. Take care. That's Shelly Palmer. I'm Seth Everett. Happy new year, everybody.